Attention, please. Eastern Airlines Flight 19, now ready for departure. Welcome aboard the Walt Disney World Express Monorail. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're entering the vacation kingdom of the world. There's enough land here to hold all of the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. We call it Epcot. Will be our experimental prototype city of tomorrow. Welcome to another episode of the Retro Disney World Podcast. Taking you back to the vacation kingdom of the world, the way it was, and the way it is in your memories. All right, welcome everybody back to episode 12 of the Retro Disney World Podcast. This month, it's entitled Unveiling the Magic. Yeah, I'm your host, Todd McCartney, and sitting with me as always is uh, JT Kuzier. Hi, Todd. How's it going tonight? Good, how are you? Good, good. How Bowers? Aloha. Hi, how's it going, pal? Doing good. And Brian P. Miles. Greetings from the city of brotherly love. How are you doing tonight, Brian? We're fantastic. Excellent, excellent. So this month, uh, we've got a couple of things going on. Um, we're going to talk to a special guest, Michael Crawford, in just a, a moment here. And he's going to chat with us about his new book called Progress City Primer. And uh, also, uh, we're going to condense our film restoration to the main topic this month. Um, we have been working on restoring a film, and we're going to talk about that in great detail. Uh, talk a little bit about the restoration process and, and how we obtained it and how we were able to uh, get it all restored. And we're going to go through a couple of different scenes and all the different things that we found because there's a lot of really, really cool retro things that, that, uh, that were in the film. Yeah, the film covers the opening year of, of the park. So, yep. yep. It was from 1972. And, um, so that's where our title, Unveiling the Magic, comes from. Because this is a, I guess you could say a world premiere, right, guys? It's the yeah. best copy yes. anybody's ever seen of this film. So Most definitely. Deal. Yeah. So um, we don't have any corrections and comments this month. Do we, guys? Do you, does anybody have anything that came up? Mm -mm. I don't oh, think no. so. All right. We must have done a good job then. So, uh, All right. Well, let's move on here. Um, Michael Crawford is joining us tonight. Michael, how are you th this evening? Oh, excellent. Excellent. Thanks very much. Uh, very happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Um, so I want you to give us a little background. You, you, you have this new book, The Progress City Primer. Uh, I believe it just just came out a short time ago, a couple days ago. Um, why don't you give us a little bit of your background and, and, and how you got into to writing this book and, and what it's all about? Well, I've been uh, pretty much probably like many of the listeners, a longtime Walt Disney World person. And uh, like many of us grew up uh, going down there and uh, was the history nerd from an early age. So about uh, uh, 2007, I guess it was, I started uh, blogging about just whatever random elements of Disney history suited my fancy at uh, Progress City USA. And last year, I, I had thought about it for a while and I'd had a couple of people ask and uh, decided to put together uh, some of the things that I'd written for um, on my blog, some of the things I'd written for the Walt Disney Family Foundation for their blog, and some things that I had written for uh, D23, and some new stuff, and I kind of put it together in a collection which just came out, like you said, and it's... Um, Unlike a lot of books that kind of focus on one topic, it's just a kind of 
grab bag of things here and there from throughout Disney history. Some going all the way back to Walt and some, you know, uh, a lot of Epcot stuff because I was a child of Epcot and um, just from here and there throughout history. Excellent. So how long did the the research and the book take you to to compile and put together? Because I know you've been writing things for years, but... Well, it took me... um, A lot of the things are based on, you know, research and writing that I've done over the last, you know, seven years. Mm -hmm. Uh, But from the start of the project, it took about a year to put everything together. And, um, you know, I self-published this, so I wanted it to be nice. I wanted everything to be nice. So from the writing the new material, editing the old material, I went back and the funny thing about looking at stuff you wrote seven years ago is you always learn more. You're all, you know, you're always <laughs> finding out things that you thought was correct, was wrong, and finding out more information and, you know, things you find along the way. So, like, I had written a story about G-Ro, the GE robot uh, that was at Horizons, and that was on the blog uh, years ago. But since then, I had found this really insane, like, biography of him that had his, like, official biography uh, from Imagineering at the time. So, I went back and added in a lot of stuff. So. Mm-hmm from uh from all that and you know the simple stuff like typesetting and editing and all that it took about a year to put it all together okay now how do you have the book organized in terms of is it chronological history um uh you know or do you have it laid out in specific areas or you know about uh, Walt Disney World well it's uh in different sections it's it kind of flows chronologically in that it starts with Walt uh, the first, I'm not sure how many chapters are about Walt, and then uh, there are a few chapters about d- different Imagineers, stories about different Imagineers, and uh, then stories about, um, they're just sort of thematically related. So everything about Epcot is together. Everything about, uh, I have a section about weird elements from theme park past, weird little stories, and those are all together. So, And then a section at the end that are never worlds, which are the the uh, Disney that never was, things like uh, Disney's America and Port Disney in California, things that uh, they planned but never built. So mm-hmm. it's just sort of thematically connected. Yeah, yes. and you and and for fans of the show, uh, you know, there's there's some of these sections you would almost think were written as as uh, companions to episodes that we've had, like a a section on the Stole Port and uh, some of the design at, at Epcot. Uh, that uh, Hal has touched on during the show. So I mean, there's 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 a lot of really great stuff in here. There's some great pictures. Uh, I haven't gotten through the entire book. I've skimmed through it and read some of the articles, including the connection between Epcot and Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. There's a lot of crossover. Uh, you know, because I listen to you guys, and the stuff that you talk about is the stuff that I write about. So, there's some early. Uh, there's a section that's kind of vacation kingdom themed things, and then there's a section there uh, specifically about Epcot, about Epcot's development, and then a big chapter on Horizons because that was my favorite of all time. So, a long thing about its development and kind of how scene by scene it came together. Well, and I'll say the, uh, your site, Progress City USA, has certainly been a resource that we've used for cross-checking things, uh, you know, before we go on air. So uh, it's it's a great site and now has become a wonderful book that I think everyone should have. Well, thanks. Yeah. So, so, Michael, do you have one or two maybe specific uh, anecdotal stories from your research or even things that you put in the book that uh, you'd like to tell the listeners? 
Well, there are a lot of, you know, I like the really weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> there's a story that I expanded on that I had written uh, about a character that Disney came up with called Bicentennial Ben, uh, with, which was for the uh, Bicentennial, not of the 1976, but of the Constitution, which was in 1987. Was he a bison and as well? He was a, he was a bison. He was, because it's not, it's hard to enunciate it. Instead of bicentennial, it's B-I-S-O-N-tennial. So he's a combination of Benjamin Franklin and a buffalo bison. And so he's like the Benjamin Franklin bison founding father, uh, all rolled up into one. Yeah. And so that's kind of a crazy... And Until I came across that, I had never heard of that character or that whole escapade before. I hadn't so either. When I, when I looked at the picture, it looked like it was something out of the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I love it because there's a picture of him, Bicentennial Ben, and Muhammad Ali, and Buzz Aldrin together uh, at, a, at some celebration or festivity with, with the Rose Parade float, because they were on a Rose Parade float together. So uh, things like that. And, I, you know, I love coming across the things that um, I'd never heard from before or haven't been really documented. There's a really good story that I got from doing an interview with a guy who had worked at the New York World's Fair, and he just ran into Walt one day at the airport when Walt was about to take a flight back. Oh, to the nickel story. Yeah, the that's nickel really story. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there was a nickel shortage in California. So this guy would go to the Bank of America in New York, get a bunch of nickels, and put them on Walt's Gulfstream to go back to California and so he ran into Walt when they were loading the airplane one day and he told Walt that he was like stowing nickels aboard the plane and Walt comes up with this story about how they're going to get like hijacked over Vegas because uh, they had two thousand dollars worth of nickels on their plane and like air pirates were going to shoot them out of the sky to get to the nickels so uh, you know that came just from an interview so that's really cool because a story that I had never heard before so I, lo I love stuff like that and the weird, well, the weird kind of stuff. I, I fell in love with the book on the opening page when we weren't three paragraphs in before there was a mention of the handwich. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. I have not. I, I, you know, that's in the like the foreword. I have not yet written the definitive account of the handwich because, you know, I feel there's so much more to learn about the handwich before I'm it, not. I'm not ready as a writer or a historian. You know, I've. I, you gotta you gotta reach that level. You gotta level up before you can do that. And, and so I'm gonna give the readers. I mean, there there is a couple of sites that have done uh, have done write ups on the hand, which to explain what it is. But for those of you that don't know, uh, in my first trip to the parks in January of '88, uh, we stopped one day for lunch at the Land uh, Grill, the uh, or the uh, the food court, the farmers market, I guess it was back then. Right. And uh, in the in the Land in Epcot and. I went up and got a barbecue beef sandwich, actually handwich, uh, from the stand, <laughs> and they hand you this look like a hoagie roll, a submarine roll, where the top was cut off and the inside was scooped out, and they filled it with with your meat. And uh, I remember eating it and being like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever had." And I talked about handwiches to uh, my buddy back here who had been to Disney World a bunch of times at, like nonstop for like seven years and then when we went back in 1995 I was crushed that they didn't have them anymore <laughs> and apparently they only lived for like a year or two in Disney I mean Disney had signs and everything and innovative new food and all that and it apparently only lasted a couple of years <clears throat> yeah it was the the sandwich of the future yeah just yeah. carry it around with you in one hand 
I remember oh, yeah. them selling them in Tomorrowland in the lunching pad. Yeah. And they also, the, the, more recently, they bought them into the co- the Cozy Cone Motel, I think, in Disneyland. Is a yeah, little, they're a little, they're different they're now. They're a little different, yeah. But uh, but they have brought back the handheld... Uh, the spiritual you know. successor. Yes. The handwich. <laughs> there is certainly a market for that. There is a need. We, we ourselves were there la- at Magic Kingdom last week, and we were pining for a food that we could carry with us from one place to another, so that way we could eat and walk at the same time that wasn't a drippy turkey leg. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, or a uh, the time is now. Flimsy piece sandwich. of cardboard holding chicken nuggets. Right? The problem with the hand, which it was just too far ahead of its time. Now the world is ready for the hand. Like so much of it. Yeah. Like so much of it. That's right. <laughs> I have to bring it back. So, Michael, is there? You, you listen to our podcast. Is there anything in your book that um, uh, contests something we have, or, or are we in uh, any tug of war over some stories that we've told over the past uh, year or so? think so i'm trying to think uh nothing nothing glaring that stands out uh stands out in my memory like uh brian said there's there's some there's some overlap definitely talk uh, i have a big thing about the stall port which has always been a sort of fascinating weird little uh bit of history and did you did you order our stall port t-shirts <laughs> i i did i didn't oh I my didn't, goodness I we may have to trade a, 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 a book for a t-shirt how's that I love I love them though I love that logo that logo is so amazing. Yeah, when he tells the bicentennial uh, Sam story, I a bicentennial son. I I uh, it reminded me of me discovering a few. I have this fat people who follow me on Twitter. I have this fascination with the birthday cake castle. Uh, uh, yeah, from the twenty from the twenty fifth anniversary. I don't know. <laughs> and and uh, I found a picture. Uh, from a press clipping uh, from 1996 of this inflatable birthday castle. And so I'm reading it and I'm like, this, it just, I have to learn about this. And uh, so it was from Chicago, Illinois. It was a Chicago newspaper clipping. And through a tremendous amount of effort, because it was not readily information that was available anywhere, uh, apparently Disney sent this inflatable castle on a 25 cities tour <laughs> to promote the 25th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. And so they went from from town to town and they would like get a parking lot. They would inflate this birthday cake castle. They had a stage in front of it. Mickey would come. There would be daytime fireworks. It was like a whole show that they would do to try to promote people to come to Disney World and see the thing for the 25th anniversary. But <laughs> That's absolutely exactly lost to history if a weirdo like me doesn't decide, hey, we should preserve this somehow. I actually remember them. That that was the yeah. companion to Ear Force One. I think their Mickey shaped balloon, right? It was well. It was a successor. To, successor to okay. It was like eighty eight, eighty nine, and then uh, which they sent around. I guess for Mickey's fiftieth birthday was eighty eight, right? I think it started with uh, the fifteenth uh, anniversary, the fifteen years of okay. World. Yeah. So good, good stuff. That, and by the way, we've gotten some great stuff. Uh, on the Air Force One, um, which was a balloon that was shaped like Mickey's head, a hot air balloon, uh, from some of the people who actually operated it. And we've gotten, someday we'll do an episode on that, but they just talked about it was, they, they didn't fly it very often because it was, a, it was a bear to control. And all of a sudden it would end up floating over the Florida wilderness and you're landing in a gator patch and 
So, <laughs> did not fly very often. They, it, the, the few times it flew, they took pictures. That's why, yeah, they got that like pan by video. Looks like a drone yes. shot it or yep. something. Yep. And then they, they had sent one, Regis like, up cast. in it. They one, <laughs> yeah, of they did. Nice. <laughs> one, one shaped like the castle, and one shaped like Donald Duck. So. Oh, there's other ones. Okay. But so those stories aren't in this book, but uh, but lots of stories like that are. And so, right, <laughs> exactly. You should, you should order it. And Michael, why don't you tell them where they can get the book? Well, you can find all the links. It's available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble and all those places. But uh, you can find all the links at uh, progresscityprimer.com or just progresscityusa.com and follow the follow the links. But uh, it's available in uh, paperback, hardback, and ebook for a variety of devices. So, and, and this month, uh, Michael has generously agreed to uh, donate a copy that he may even autograph uh, for the winner. I think so. This month's audio puzzler, which you'll hear about later in the in the show. Whoa. Right. autographed! Dang, that Sorry. raises the value. Yeah, jealous. Uh, you're you're a member of, of, of Retro Disney World. You you're uh, ineligible. Sorry, JT. <sighs> All right. So is is there a Kindle version? There is a Kindle version. It I'll have to check. I don't think the Kindle version is active yet. Amazon has a really prolonged uh check process to to get it through, but it should be up any day now. Okay. All right. That's so it's already mm-hmm. it's already on the iBookstore. Oh, how about yeah. that? Okay. Look at that. Yeah, I'll say one of my favorite chapters so far has been the one on uh, Liberty Street because I was always casually aware that it started out as a Disneyland thing, but uh, you've done an outstanding job of, of getting really into the nitty gritty of the details like I've never seen before. And then how a lot of that transferred to the Magic Kingdom. So it's I'm really enjoying that chapter in particular. And awesome. as is so often the case with Herb Ryman artwork, I desperately wish they had built that version of it. <laughs> oh, it would have been so cool. Yeah, for that, I'm glad you like that. For that, I found a... Uh, a pitch document that they had prepared back in like 57 or 58 uh, to try and sell it. So I was really able to get into the, like, you know, as you're walking down the street, what each kind of element of it is. And uh, it would have been so cool. Like each of the little shops would have had a little vignette out the window behind like Mount Vernon or uh, the Boston waterfront with the ships and everything. It would have been really cool. So much, so much great stuff. Like uh, they tried to like shove into that alleyway in Disneyland. I just never managed to pull it off between Liberty Street and International Square and uh, even, you know, uh, Edison Square. It's like you look at that and you're like, OK, I see how we got to Carousel of Progress. But man, wouldn't it have been awesome if they did that? Yeah, Edison Square would have been really cool. All of those little ideas would have been just these really themed little areas that would have all been really neat to see. Well, Michael, I appreciate uh, having you on the show here. Are you going to stick around for a little bit uh, for the rest of the Yeah, I'd love to. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, so, again, uh, progresscityusa.com or progresscityprimer.com, uh, Amazon, iTunes, all the Apple stuff. Uh, get a copy of Michael's book. All right, so this month's main uh, topic is actually uh, what, what, where our title comes from, which is Unveiling the Magic. Um, for a couple months now, we've been talking about us uh, being able to procure a film and the film that we were able to get is called The Magic of Walt Disney World. And that's from 1972. Uh, we were able through an auction, um, able to pick up an original copy of the film on 16 millimeter. Um, it's a huge 1,200 foot reel. Uh, for those of you interested in that, it's almost a quarter of a mile of film. 
And what's particularly interesting about this is that um, there has not been a single copy of this film out there yet that has been restored. So what we did is, is we put a uh, project together on Patreon, and uh, about 35 different individuals donated funds um, to help with the restoration, the transfer, um, the shipping, and all that to, to get this film completed. So we're going to talk a little bit about the history tonight, um, you know, the restoration uh, that we did, and uh, also talk about different shots and different things that you're going to see in this film. Uh, it's a very rare piece. Um, I know, Brian, Michael, you've got some background, a little bit of, of where this film came from, why, and, and, and where people first first were able to see it. Well, I'll let Michael start with how, how it was originally shown to the public. Well, it was uh, part of a pretty amazing triple feature bill. It was shown in theaters, which is kind of crazy to think about now. Uh, you know, going to the theater and seeing a you know half-hour movie about Walt Disney World, but it it was shown before the Dean Jones classic Snowball Express, and uh, also on the bill with, I mean, just kind of amazingly, Saludos Amigos. <laughs> so that's really a tour around the world. And you consider the running time of those films plus this. You, wow, I mean, this is a, almost a half-hour long <laughs> in the theater for nearly three hours, probably. Yeah, and I don't know how many times they released uh, Saludos or Caballeros. I don't think they really ever did. So it's kind of interesting to me that, I mean, it's the shortest of the sort of old Disney feature animation films. It's not very long. Mm -hmm. So uh, I guess they were just looking for random things to drop in. And so this is what they came up with. It's kind of a weird combo, but uh, right. it would make a very entertaining uh, bill. Now, I do understand there's, there's a later version of the film in 1973 that was released as well, but uh, which is a little more rare. Um, now, Steve Forrest is the narrator, and um, for those of you who don't recognize the name, uh, he, he was in a number of TV shows over, over the years. Um, including, uh, Brian, what did you say? He was on, on SWAT, correct? He was the star of the TV show SWAT. SWAT. Right. He was also on Gunsmoke, and um, how he did a... He did another Disney film. Yeah, he did, he did a bunch of westerns, and then based on that, he was cast as the father in a in a 1970 Disney western called The Wild Country, uh, which is probably how he ended up getting this gig. And uh, The Wild Country is kind of interesting because it has a couple of kid stars you may have heard of, uh, Ron and Clint Howard. Oh, uh, wow. So, and this film was actually something of a sequel to a film that preceded it, uh, made by most of the same uh, guys from the Disney Studios, uh, called Project Florida. And that film, which was a few years before this one, uh, encompassed mostly clips from Walt's 1966 Epcot film, and then uh, shots of the models and concept artwork for Walt Disney World, and some footage from inside the Walt Disney World Preview Center, which to this day stands on Hotel Plaza Boulevard and is now the home of the Amateur Athletic Union. Right. So, and, and we should say that Disney has done films like this before because they did this exact same kind of film for Disneyland uh, right, in, in right. the 60s. And we're going to talk about later some of the clips are actually from Disneyland that, they, that I can tell that they edited in. So um, now we came about this film. We also have another one that we're going to unveil in, in a couple um, couple months once we're completed with that one. Um, the reason that we did the Patreon um, you know, fundraising, if you will, is because the 
technique that we used to scan this um, was much better than what we normally do for 16 millimeter films. And um, it was a much higher resolution, uh, much clearer scan. The film is held nice and tight during the scan, so we got a very, very good picture. Um, the color was awful, and uh, we'll certainly post some before and afters. It was extremely red, and we were able to tune it back uh, pretty close to its original. The only thing we can't do without actually restoring every single frame, and um, if you can think about a quarter mile of film, trying to restore every single frame takes a long, long time and a lot of hand, hand work, um, is that there, for part of the film there is a, a scratch running down the left-hand side. Um, just something we're going to, unless we find another print, we're going <laughs> to just work our way through that. But kind of adds a little to the uh, to the romantic feel, yeah, feel and, of the and, film. And so the incredible thing about us actually getting a copy of this is, um, as you know, it was projected in, in the theaters. So more than likely, that was part of a 35 millimeter uh, print that circulated uh, for, for showing in movie theaters. Correct, yeah. Uh, so this 16 millimeter print uh, most likely was cut uh, by Disney and available through their media services to schools. Uh, you know, and if, if for those of you who went to school in the days before there were VCRs and DVD players and and digital media today, this was how you watch movies in school. They some mm -hmm. you know the, the guy from the AV Club wheeled in a projector and he and he put the two reels up and then they would they would run the the twenty or thirty minute sixteen millimeter film with sound coming out of the little boxy speaker that was that was on the front of the projector. And so this copy would have circulated either the schools or like AAA travel groups or or the local Lions Club could rent it uh, from Disney and show it to their to their members usually to to sell travel. And at the time, uh, if you remember Disney did no television advertising until Michael Eisner uh, in the mid eighties, they, 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 they relied on word of mouth and print advertising for, for their stuff. So they did these promotional films. It was really their only, their only kind of way of getting that stuff out there and TV specials, as you know, and it's on a cool reel, a film yep. and the spindle in the center is actually mouse ears, exactly. which, which is really, which yeah. is really cool. Ooh, very nice. <laughs> but, Isn't uh, that one in the but, crazy case? But yeah, yeah, so yeah this, it's, in, it's yeah. in a big, big case. Yep. Right. So, so this, so this, you know, all these prints would have been returned to Disney by whoever rented them, and then Disney eventually destroyed them. Uh, so the fact that there's a copy in circulation and it, and it landed in our hands, uh, because the only other copies in the world, there are some bad copies on on YouTube of that are barely watchable. And this was uh, broadcast on the Disney Channel, so the people right. recorded it. It's got the you know. Uh, typical VHS recording issues and right, and that was again. It was recorded in the days before they did. They performed digital restorations of 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 these films, uh, so they would you know, while the broadcast quality was certainly better than than what you'd find today, uh, it wasn't anywhere close to what a restored copy looks like. So the only copy in the world that's in circulation that anybody knows of that would be better than what we've managed to put together is sitting in the Disney archive somewhere. Yeah, there's a 35 millimeter print we love to get our hands on. You know, so this, but this would have been pressed from the original negative uh, and in circulation and then as the colors and dyes faded and everything, uh, that's the work that we've done. We've digitized it and brought it back. And uh, for the, you know, we've all seen it. Uh, by the time you guys hear this podcast, you will have had the opportunity to see it and it is mind blowing. Yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the best pieces of film. Okay, so we're gonna discuss the film uh, more of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 style. Uh, that is, we'll be doing the commentary in real time over the film. And for you guys to play along at home, 
go to the link for the film in this episode's description, load it up, and when I say go, press the play button, and you'll watch exactly what we're seeing and discussing. So real simple. So we'll wait a minute for you uh, listeners out there to go get your web browser up and get that all queued up. All right. Are you ready? Go. So I, I, I got to throw a teaser out there, too, or a little bit of trivia. Does anybody know why the S in Imageworks is a rainbow color? If you do, write us at uh, podcast at retrodisneyworld.com. Um, interesting bit about this film, too, guys, is that um, it, while it was 16 millimeter, it also was done with optical sound. Um, there's, there was also the magnetic sound that was done over the years. Uh, and now we see the Lake Buena Vista opening title screen. The opening of this has an old old map, and uh, it's really neat how it transitions to kind of a, a more modern. Columbus there. Huh? Yeah, look at him coming to Florida. Or maybe Ponce de Leon. Yeah, sure. In search of Disney Springs. I like that old rock. Yeah. Cool. yeah, so they have a rocket on the Florida coast, and then a bunch of things I have no idea what they are. So, <laughs> so there's an Air Force base in Pensacola. Okay. There's several trees of life, apparently, in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, yeah. somebody's <laughs> logging. Oh, here we go. Yeah, and then it oh, opens a great aerial shot. Opening oh. shot. I mean, these are very, very early helicopters. The and absence of the uh, noodle station. Yeah. The noodle station absence. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it's oh, flattened. Man. It's being constructed. And uh, and now what you can see there's no Polynesian. The second half of the Polynesian hasn't been built yet. So there's right, just so this great dirt. empty vast land between the first part of the poly and the uh, ticket and transportation side. Look how there's gorgeous the, uh, the wave machine. ticket and transportation is through the wave Oh, my God, that is the wave machine. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, there it is. So, it is so as, as you watch this, you'll hear Buddy Baker's fantastic score. Uh, oh yeah. And and it and it you know it, he moves as the scenes move, and we'll get later in the film. You get to Fort Wilderness and where where but the scenes as the scenes change, he changes the orchestration to match the scenes. And it really, I mean, I would love to hear the soundtrack for the whole thing uh, without yeah. without the film yeah. on its own because it's just Buddy Baker magic. And there's That's a beautiful the shot of nothing though. in Tomorrowland. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no Space Mountain. Look how the poly. Oh, it's gorgeous. gorgeous. Those roofs, look at the colors. I mean, it's, it's actual white sand beaches, yeah. too. And the old swimming pool is right there up in front. You can see that. Perfect. They get you some great shots later inside of the pool and the slides. And... Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so well, good. Well it done on the look... color restoration. Thank and you. there's, there's the, the pool. Slide. Oh, yeah. Sliding down. Now, you know what's interesting in watching this whole thing is that none of these scenes are, are staged. These are all real people. In fact, the, the, the girls here on the boat coming up in a second. They're like yelling at a kid, get out of the way, get out of the way. You know, this is just camera yeah, rolling. dangerous <laughs> world of Seven Seas Lagoon. Yeah, which you would never see from Disney today. I mean, every, today it's always actors. And, okay, and, so uh, we're not on the monorail here, but we're on something. You don't I think it's the... Uh, I think that was the, the nose. Was that they, the nose on the monorail? Yeah, well, I think that's where that the carpet up there. Ah. Sweet carpet. Now you're flying into the contemporary now. To get the modern feel, because they emphasize everything here is super modern. Buddy Baker switches. He breaks into an upbeat drum and bass solo. Yeah, and I think Steve Forrest, he says, they don't enter. The monorails don't enter, but they go right through the hotel. And, and he calls, they call it the uh, the open mall lobby. And here's Mariachi Chaparral. I wish there was always a mariachi band waiting for you. Yeah. <laughs> Guy running out like he's gonna jump. And, and I, I like that you. little service counter bar that you could sit at. I wish they still had that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was like a coffee shop. Um, ah. It was like an all night coffee shop. So they cut to a shot now. The people shopping in the Grand Canyon concourse. 
the oh. clothes alone are worth watching this for. The I clothes want to go the shop there. It's like an oh, awesome. Oh, there's the, uh, the the liquor store was called the Spirit World. It's <laughs> the greatest shop name in the, the history of Walt Disney World, I think. And that weird corrugated wall. There is one tiny piece of that wall that is left, like around the corner from the sundry shop that you can still find. Yeah. yeah. Now the the shot here of flying over uh, into the Magic Kingdom, Brian. This is. One of your holy grails is here as we zoom down onto that sign. This sign at the entrance. It's been bugging you. About to zoom in on. I want to know what this sign says right there at the center of the entrance. And we've I've stopped frames. I've looked at still photos. I cannot figure yeah. it out. It looks like a stern warning. Yeah, there was yeah, a sign it really does. At the Magic Kingdom. That, like, I wonder if it was like a Wheelby photo photographing. That's what I'm thinking. They, they used to have that for years. That said, we're photographing today the Magic Kingdom. Your likeness might be used. Because that makes sense. Because they got a look at the view from the top of the hey, omnibus. Omnibus. Look at all those vehicles. And not Eight a pair of jeans in sight. No, everybody is well dressed. Oh, there, yeah. There's the, uh, the harassing the uh, yeah. harassing the poor girl with music. Yeah. <laughs> she never came back again. House of Magic, Penny Arcade, uh, Center Street, Center Street. Yeah, the Dapper it's Dan. a horrible guy dancing with that girl. <laughs> now you tell me, is this uh, coming up? Uh, is this Jim the piano player? Is that him? I wonder if that's him. It could be, and then suddenly we're off of Main Street and up on the side, but it's just cut in as if it's like continually all part of Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> right. A parade. And in yeah, fact, there's a shot where it suddenly cuts to Fantasyland for no apparent reason. <laughs> I don't know. Small hands. What is that girl oh, out of her mouth? That's the girl with the ice cream, yeah. <laughs> well, they, they go back to an ice cream segment shortly. Yeah. They're, they're cutting back and forth and showing some characters. Oh, there's but that the, freaky poo. <laughs> yeah. So there's oh, a there Here's the ice cream yeah, segment yeah. here. Yeah. Well, the, the ice cream segment is like my favorite. It's like 57 different people eating ice cream. Yeah, it's nearly 30 seconds of people. And they, they did this, this in... Didn't they do this in the um oh uh, when go to see the haunted mansion? Yeah. Uh, they do this gag. Yeah. They love this gag. Somebody has a weird eating fetish. Yeah. Well, what I love about this era is <laughs> They never do. It was like they would almost make fun of like the guests. There's <laughs> one where the old guy is looking at the hot girl. It looks like <laughs> they're being stalked. Yeah, it's like a stalker film. That's the best. It's like taking a telephone alone. It's it. too long. So here comes the uh, the instant. This one was a stage shot. It was clearly a stage shot. Oh, yeah. They have a crane inside the, the Crystal Palace. Yeah. But look, he does break no, the fourth wall, though. No character infiltration at all. Let me tell you, as a bass player, it's hard to be a wandering bass player. <laughs> <laughs> so here That's comes the good. shot where you can see the. Uh, is this the swan boat shot? Yeah, no, it comes a little. Oh, yeah, there's a better the one later on. It's the track. Yeah, you can see, see the. Oh yeah, there is the track. And I, I was talking. Oh, that's not a. Is that even a swing? I guess that is. No, that's some other weird boat that's parked yeah. off to the side. Yeah. There. <laughs> They're like maintenance boat. Yeah. There's another shot later on where you can see oh. where it goes from two to one. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrowland signs, as far as yeah. I, I love here see. they show America the Beautiful twice to make it look like there's more there. <laughs> like America the Beautiful and and beautiful the America. The other Tomorrowland had nothing back then. Is oh, how covered in our this, first episode. Look at this stage. The, the awesome. retractable stage in what is today, uh, what the hell is that place called? What the Sunny Eclipses place? Yeah, oh, and, no. Is There's that Buzz the Aldrin? Guy looking is, that Buzz, at the, uh... is that Buzz Aldrin? 
It's like a spinal tap moment. The stage doesn't yeah, come well, yeah. first. Now, so I we, want you guys to look at the light effect that's on the menu board. Like, yeah. look past the people. There's this really cool... Going to oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Oh, that's that was like there water. for years, years. The girl was going to town. Huh? Everybody's got <laughs> their Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola representing. Yeah, there that's they right. go. They're going down. They're going down, and uh, and the uh, the topless uh, um, teacups are behind them. Oh yeah. Right, oh, and I think the special—I uh, think the special car was out there with the flames painted on the side, probably just for this one that was usually up on the. Uh, up on the back. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, that view. Now this Some is full like size track, along. right? Yeah, is yeah this, this is the size? this is the biggest ever was. That girl is scared. Nobody's eating. They nice wails into him too. Yeah, twice. They, they would never share that collision. today. Yeah. No, no. He actually comments on it. Do you yeah. see that that maintenance man riding on the hood? No. I have to go back. He's like taking it to service, like just like a boss. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. 20,000 20, Leagues Lagoon. So, so at this point, we get into some of the uh, staged shots of the characters getting on rides, which I think at one point... Did that ever really happen? Oh, there's like, the wounds. Yeah, actually, in one of my sets of slides that I bought, I have Snow White riding the carousel. Really? Yeah, this is a candid shot of Snow White jumping on the carousel. <laughs> but never that. characters that, that were in costumes. Not the big bad wolf on Seven Dwarfs. Yeah, I mean, there's... Uh, Snow White. No, I actually had in my own experience, uh, Captain Hook and Mr. Smee got on the Pirates of the Caribbean with me. Whoa, really? Look, Dumbo riding Dumbo. Very <laughs> meta. That's just wrong with that picture. <laughs> and the topless, that's the best shot of the topless uh, teacups topless ever. Oh, yeah. Great. With the Mad Hatter just losing his mind. In with it. the giant head. <laughs> this is a great movie. See, now people won't remember these old popcorn stands because now they'll just see the the beautiful spires of the castle. Right. So now you're walking through the interior of Cinderella's castle by the mural, which is essentially unchanged except for the 70,000 strollers out there now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the awesome store where you could buy swords. Yes. <laughs> or the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. Isn't that around there too? No. Yeah, that's what's in there. Oh, is there one in there? Yeah. That's replaced the sword store. <laughs> S words. <laughs> so now they take you into King Stephen's Banquet Hall. Which oh, is the this prize? is the prize. This yeah. yeah. The, the, the glass. From that is some fantastic that, right? wallpaper back there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to see that. Look at the topiary. The dragon topiary. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's classic. That's even before the Rose Garden. Yep. That's like a new shirt design, huh? Oh. Now, the clock. Hmm. They, they make it sound as if the clock chimed. I know. The, the narration really does. <laughs> I don't recall that ever. Even with. Yeah. Sound effect, fake sound effect. Now, part of the fascinating thing is we move into Liberty Square here, and I'm always fascinated by that first 10 years or so of the Magic Kingdom. There was so much focus on Liberty Square. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and the Hall of Presidents, which they will have plenty of time to talk because there's look a full at, two minutes of footage of the Hall of Presidents. That tree does look so. awful, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's sparse. That I mean, that was the tree that they picked up, moved it. I think they put a... Uh, a steel bar through it, picked it up. Yes. So that must have been before they, they grafted the other tree onto it to like yeah. thicken it out. But it, it looks pretty bad. Now, Got this, Johnny this Tremaine Silversmith. I never knew they did this, the Sons and Daughters of Liberty, that they chose random children. Every day. Every day. And how long did they do that for? I don't know when that's Until they moved to Epcot. 
I think. Oh. You think so? Yeah. 80s. On the Fife and Rum. And that is the skinniest Bucky. Ben Franklin or whoever that's supposed to be back there. <laughs> he is. It's the 70s. He was on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Why does she get the bucket? <laughs> it's very she sexist, gets a gun isn't it? She gets a the bucket. bucket. <laughs> the Fife and Drum moves off. Yeah. Now I but think it's Fife. So, so much focus on Liberty Square. Yeah. Um, Look at there's the old strollers. There's yeah. the strollers. Oh, the Mickey Those are the rentable guys. And so now we go into the Hall of Presidents for a full two minutes. Now, how long is the show? What percentage of the show did we act? Do we act? Twenty. It's twenty-eight minutes long, I think. Oh, so it's a pretty decent amount that they're showing. Well, it's funny. Uh, the The film, much like all their like publicity at the time, they were obsessed with the things that were new. Mm. So we got this. We got Country Bears, and I'm surprised they. They didn't show a Mickey Mouse review, which is I wonder if they were there was some issue with that because usually they would highlight that as well. Yeah. And it's even on the poster for the uh, for the film. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know what the deal is with that. The presidents are all very the other presidents are all very attentive, paying attention to Lincoln as he talks, which is very nice. And in this version, in those early versions, Lincoln was the only one that talked. Right. right. They all just kind of nod and fidget yeah. move around. Which was groundbreaking at the time, actually. I oh, don't you think, they, yeah. And I think they still move the bit. You don't really get to appreciate how the subtlety of the movement from the audience as you get to do watching these films. Because oh, yeah, yeah, they've got true. some nice zoomed-in shots yeah. of some of them, and they're definitely, it almost looked like one of them was kind of whispering to another. Yeah, this oh, is yeah, good because... Oh, he blinks, too. John, yeah. Adams, John Adams, I think. They, like, they like kind of have sidebar, and they sort of, like, nod when they agree, and... Yep. They hold up really well in this, uh, seeing them up close like that. Now, if you guys notice, this portion of the film, and also later, Country Bear Jamboree, um, has a different color tone to it. It has a different green to the film. This was a... Um, it wasn't filmed at the same time and with the same type of camera that the uh, remainder, the rest of the film was, was done with. So that's why it kind of looks a little different. It's not as clear. I, I think this is a print of a print of a print that they then added to it. Even some of the color registers are off. Hmm. If you notice around the the, the left side of, of Lincoln and any, any of them, actually, you'll see a green haze. And a Rutherford B haze. Farewell, presidents. Well, how Lemonade Lucy Hayes would have been very much at home in Walt Disney's <laughs> alcohol-free magic. No. That's right. Apple drove Yeah, that billboard may be up there. Look at it's packed. That thing is packed. He's, he's on there, standing room using only. the bar. It always used to be like that, actually, from what I can recall. Look at the shot from the Indian village. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah. That is a good shot. It's like Pocahontas. And this shot, too, we're looking out. There he the, is. Uh, There's no Beacon Joe there yet. No. There's a fishing one. Dogs there? That's a great shot over the All belt. the trees are so sparse. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Look at everybody craning to look. To, yeah. It's like, and here's the Haunted Mansion halfway with the awning done. It's like the... The framework is in for the awning, but they haven't put oh, the yeah. awning on yet. Yeah. Not providing Next any week, shade. It's on order. Look at how sparse that and, is. And uh, there's the, the canoes, canoes. The Frontierland oh, yeah. Station. No Tom yeah. Sawyer Island yet. No. Canoe. Canoe. Coming right over. 
I wanted him to keep going in that shot. I was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> There's our Pepsi and Frito Lay. Lay. A dual sponsored country bear jamboree. Now, this is another one, as I was saying earlier. I think we get about two minutes, right, Brian? I think Something we... like that, about 90 minutes or 90 seconds, I think, of this one. Again, looking at the color and you, you look at the, the grain and, and the details a lot less. I, I, I'm, I, don't, I can't even be, con I don't know, can we confirm that this is in, indeed footage from Disney World instead of Disneyland? Vice versa, you mean? Vice versa, sorry. Yeah. So you think it's from Disneyland? Well, it, just like with Pirates of the Caribbean and, and yeah. a couple of other attractions, they just shot things once because it was so expensive to go in there with the lighting and the right cameras and the right setup. It didn't make sense to do it again if it's the same attraction. So well, I don't else. think this existed in Disneyland yet. When did Not it come the there? No, it didn't it yeah, unless unless this was set up uh, like in the studio, like some of the yeah. pirates. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. Was this actually shot dry was, in the studio. Yeah, if this was at Mapo or something, where they uh, they just staged it. That's true too. Yeah. All right, I stand corrected. I was thinking of Disneyland came before this. But... No, this is from Mineral King. It, it was actually shot there before they destroyed it. Right. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. But again, the film is totally, you can tell it's totally different. Yeah, it looks... So it's kind of green, almost looks like a television. So here's a here's a here's one of my open questions. So as a kid, I remember, I thought Henry actually said Pepsi-Cola Frito-Lay, Country Bear Jamboree, when he introduced the show. But I can't find any version of that uh, that was ever recorded, so I don't know if I'm just misremembering that, or if he actually mentioned the sponsors by name in his opening intro. The hmm. listeners out there, if you know. If you know. The toughest part about this extended period of this Country Bear Jamboree is it's delaying us from getting to the water skiers, which are next. <laughs> yeah, oh they're coming gosh. up. And well, we got to get through no, we go through Adventureland first. Yeah, this yeah. The they got a lot of uh, mileage out of this footage, though, because, like, this and the presidents, it would show up in, like, in-room videos and promotional videos for years and years, probably even still today. Oh, yeah. They would use just little little snippets of this yep in frontierland you'll see and, and think about what are they showing here audio animatronics you know that's yeah. probably why it's two minutes of it people are just going wow i gotta go see that yeah. you know no, this was a big deal yeah. singing bears man singing bears this big al doing his thing there's a really there's a thing that i noticed in watching this when uh when they finish blood on the saddle and mm -hmm. then uh Big Al does his laugh. I think it's actually Thrill Ravenscroft doing the laugh, but they they didn't have right. Tex, Tex Ritter doing it, so they my, like just my, my cut guess his is in. looking at this that it's not a sound stage. I mean, it it had to be a shot at. Have been in there, yeah. They did have an audience because it's a fully though. well, but it, it's a full. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Ceiling and the, and the only thing you're not seeing here are the uh, are the 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 game on the wall. Right, mm -hmm. right. Uh, here we go. Uh, now we move into Adventureland. Oh, Adventureland. Follow our tour guide. Orange yeah. bird. Yeah, there she is. She's got her hat on. Look at all those little flags mm -hmm. on top this of the... This shot uh, here of the yeah. tiki's coming across the Sunshine Tree Terrace is just amazing. Look at this. Just a human skulls on the, on the bamboo in the back. Oh, fantastic. It's a nice looking place. JP and the Silver Stars. Where is that? It's in the so far the Adventureland veranda. No, that's out. No, that's out. actually you'll kind of see where it is. Uh, so now that's been taken over by um, by the Carpets. carpet stuff. Oh yeah. Okay. But there was actually that little stage built there, Lord specifically Disney. for them. 
And there is a really cool thing of like a bird that I, I've only seen very distant shots of uh, right there with them sort of sign that I think was attached to the Tiki room. Now, what's interesting too in this jungle cruise that the, the, uh, the narrator calls it the Jungle River Cruise, which I've never heard it called that before. I don't know if that was just an error or... I, I will tell you, I was upset that they didn't grab a frog shot in this. <laughs> <laughs> it may have been gone already. Yeah, and again, look how sparse the African veldt is. I mean, it actually looks like Africa because there's not a whole bunch of trees behind it. There's one of the infrared cameras, too, that is showing up on the These are really good good shots of inside the uh, mm -hmm. temple. Yeah, lit by a, the floodlight, yeah. Yeah. And probably the best indication of the 1970s costume that the, uh, that the skippers wore. Now, after the elephant bathing pool, obviously, we, we go into the hippo area. One thing I'll note, um, our, our listeners, is listen carefully when he shoots the gun. They, uh, they it's added sound effects of a real gun fire. <laughs> it's a little dramatic. But the, real they did 45. shoot real guns back then. They did shoot a real gun. Well, no, yeah. no, if you listen to the sound, it's, it's I mean, it, it's... It's like a western. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> There's it's a beautiful just... fire hydrant in front of the uh, Swiss right. family treehouse. So here's, the, here's the, the pan. If you look closely in the bottom right, you'll see two tracks. They go yeah, into I see one. them. Uh, in talking to Foxy, she thinks that this could have been the, the mounting pylons for a remote control version of the swan boats that failed. Hmm. So we're not positive on that because all of those little dots, it didn't make sense that it would be a track because you right. can't see anything continuous. And there's the old hub with yeah. just a little tiny planter in it. And we have a nice... It's time for a montage. Fabulous montage of crowd okay. shots. Of... And uh, patriotic. That's Mickey ears. Adorable children from around the world. That's like right. old people, young people. From families oh, there's like all over the world. The guy with the glasses pipe. shot. Pipe. Pipe guy. Dead oh, that's baby. That's scene, though. With the... <laughs> <laughs> child was going to lose a limb. And so now, now we're exiting the Magic Kingdom, and they want to tell you everything else that you can see. In, in in the vacation kingdom of the world. I know coming up, you've got something you want to talk about. One of the boats, right? Well, they have the 18... They, first, they tell you about all the golf first, because Cardwalker loved golf. Well, they're like, even women can play golf. <laughs> and, and Mickey and Minnie and Goofy, right? Yeah. What did they call him? They called him something in the film. A duffer. A duffer. A duffer. A duffer. Yeah. His pants, though. Terrible. Yeah. So Goofy's out there golfing. And here we uh, go. Into the and drink. Of course, he goes in the drink. And that's enough golf. Now they've There's moved to the water skiers. Pulling away from the poly. Bob along. There's the Bob, Bob along. along. Oh, yeah. oh, boy. Oh, yeah. And I had completely forgot that the sailboats used to have Disney characters painted on them. Yeah. That's when they trusted people to actually use sailboats. Yeah. Look at the Just paddle. amazing all the different kinds of watercraft they had. Oh, yeah. Southern yeah, it's one of the notes I had here. How much Bay Lake factored into... Look at that into... catamaran. He's got that thing up on a floor. It's like a boss. <laughs> it this guy cutting that. and jumping. Look at this. Look at that. Michael Knight. Now, was Ooh. this Dick Nunes? <laughs> Barefoot <laughs> water really skier. looks like Dick Nunes. <laughs> I mean, that's... There's a water skier here. Barefoot water skier right coming off. Those are right there to be the... able to do that. A shore start like that? Like, that's impressive. He's barefoot. Oh, and there's two jumps. Oh, that was not... Look at these ones. But, look at that. Oh, look at that flag. We need that on a shirt. Yeah, so this water ski show went on. It was about 10 years, wasn't it? The Netherlands flag. And I'd say this has <laughs> got to be the only footage of this water ski show that exists. This is fantastic. Now, what are those pictures we oh, have? Was it night? 
Pluto and Goofy here. <laughs> Goofy driving the boat. That How is long did a they do OSHA this? lawsuit. How long did they do this for? I heard not long, because SeaWorld didn't like it. Yep. Oh, and Cypress Gardens was doing it, too. That's right. impressive, too. Look at that. They go right up onto those yeah. uh, hand gliders, and then back down. Oof. Nice land. Wow. That would blow my mind more than anything at Disney World right now. And there's Discovery Island before Discovery Island. It's like it's in progress there. Well, here, yeah. yeah, here they're taking you into the preserved wilderness lands. Uh, not necessarily oh. Discovery Island. There's, don't make a reference to that. Just... Yeah, there's some stock footage in here, too, that does not seem to line up with their footage. Yeah. You don't think they waited for a really long time for a cougar <laughs> to walk by the camera? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this looks like it was shot on the Nile. I know, that's like a bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. There's a fog. Don't worry, folks. This is nowhere near Fort Wilderness. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Exactly You're right. I bet a lot of this stuff was pulled from True Life Adventures, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, exactly. Set up your pop-up right by the mountain lion. <laughs> what was the uh, movie with the kid with the... What was it? A pet bear or pet cougar? Or... I don't know. Check out the There we go. So oh, they right. take you through Fort Wilderness. This is fantastic. Yeah, I think I saw real the pizza plant coming up. There's a bus coming up, and I paused it. And I swear it looks articulated. That is right there. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Articulated. Wow, they had those. There's uh, Elvis. Like bus. The the canoe. There's Elvis. Those look like fake rocks. So, there's that so wilderness this is, trail. This is another one where they're taking you through the wilderness, showing you Fort Wilderness, and Buddy Baker has this majestic, like old west score. And then we'll cut shortly to the campfire, and, and it breaks into this awesome hoedown. Yeah, with Chip and Dale, which I guess they were doing back then, too. Oh, they, yeah. They were at the awesome people were breaking into from other resorts, just like now. Do so, they still oh, use those garbage cans? That's the garbage can. That's Those were in every loop everywhere. They don't have them anymore. The blacksmith shop. You're at the Tri-Circle D Ranch now. Hosing the horse down. Boy, he's like he didn't get kicked. And then, see, that was when the petting zoo, you just went out there. Those goats were crazy. Chickens and everything. <laughs> you just went out there. Look at that. Hey, no, goat. Was... Horseback riding was still pretty lame. And then all of a sudden, girls on a beach. I don't... That's at Fort Wilderness. That's oh, I see. Okay, yeah. That's the beach. Show. We used to swim there. Yeah. Some great shots of dusk here. Yeah. Is that a view from Roy's cabin? It is a view from Roy's cabin. <laughs> right out the bay window. Yeah. On Bay Lake. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? I did. <laughs> so did you ever experience this kind of stuff at Fort Wilderness, JT? No, it was always just the Chippendale type mm. stuff. Nothing like this. See, there's Chippendale, though. Yeah. It's the, the weird caped Chippendale, but... They're doing the toy. <laughs> the it was always like kind of like what it is now. I mean, they did their little... It looks similar. Dance. But this doesn't look like the same place. They're doing hope. Like, I don't see a movie. Dance. There was never a band... Great shot oh, look at it going back to forest. Oh, look at those trees. This shot kills me. That's awesome. That's a gorgeous shot. That's a good shot, too. The monorail leaving yeah. the station. And that's what it was like. It was always like you saw it in the distance. You were like, oh, I want to go to the Magic Kingdom. It looks so amazing. That's just all the boats just sitting out on the beach. Is this before the Luau Cove? Well, this must be. But yeah, there's yeah, yeah. flashing out on the beach. I love the beach. they've got King Leonidas from uh, Bedknobs and Broomsticks there <laughs> on the house t-shirt. Now, now I'm betting this footage was actually from the opening ceremony. This is the, the electric water pageant. 
Those things are trucking along too. I'm a good clip. You think based on the crowd or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I saw this footage during the Walt Disney World opening stuff. Okay. And it is They're the music they use now for the Main Street Electrical Parade, right. which was the music they used then. Oh, here's look at them right. dancing on the. On the <laughs> you could take the moonlight privately chartered moonlight cruise. Okay. Oh, here we go. This is the best part of the film. We head into the top of the world at the contemporary. Shield your eyes, sunglasses. This is, oh, this is in, oh, oh. That. What's that poster? Oh, we we need that as like a background or a shirt with that. That oh, it's like shining. <laughs> it was I gotta Cuba. tell you, prior to so, 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 so the band is now doing Three Dog Nights, Joy to the World. Right. That's Todd Bridges, I believe. He's not too sure of himself. <laughs> That's the guy from Dawn he of the Dead. Doesn't look very confident. Singing. Oh, she's wow. Whoa. She is super, super good. So our our favorite scene is coming up. Where the, the child will be sleeping on the table. We're going to get one of those weird jumpsuits. You think? <laughs> Goodwill. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. It's and like a just... basketball jersey, the shirt they're wearing. Right? Yes, <laughs> it, does it really that. is. Over top of that pattern, big collar. But is the basketball jersey one? No, it's a separate piece from These the will be our uniforms right, for Retro Disney World Weekend. The kid's sleeping on the table in just a second, and the father could care less. Yeah, he paid a hundred bucks. A seat. I'm gonna eat here. Look at this. Letting him out. Boom. <laughs> look at the fireworks. Firework behind me. I don't care. I hate you. Now, what, look at these fireworks. That's something big coming down. Well, Hal said they used to shoot them off during the electrical water pageant too. Yeah, oh. but just, it looked almost like a hang glider coming down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the hang glider that was from the opening ceremony thing. Ah. So maybe these shots too. Yeah, I think this was pulled from that opening. Very interesting. Oh, that's a shot. And the ending that's shot. That's a great shot. With the the castle and the fireworks in the, the back. Lights on the that's that is fake, there. by the way. I'm gonna yeah, call it. Yeah. So that's they an superimposed that. Then they put a little blur on it. And they superimposed the it. end. <laughs> so we did add a, a nice. Uh, do you want to read them off, Todd? We could. These are the people who uh, who provided some cash for us to help out with this. The platinum level Todd West and Rob Hinkle at the Gold. Platinum level, wow. Matthew Ancher, Thomas Storer, Brian, and Matt Fussfield. At the silver level, Matthew Bellis, Len Yaculo, Matt Chicote, Glenn Welch, Justin Ponzi, Stephen Walterstarf, EJ Farr, Kurt Miller, Daniel Wilson, Madigan, and John Cox. At the bronze level, Griffin Knack, Brett with one T. Jose Arturo, Greg Malatek, Jim Burmeister, Slade Bailey, and some other additional supporters, Kyle Barger, Frank S., Jim Wills, Trey Snyder, Kurt Shamala, and Carrie Meister. So thank you to all of you, and also a very special thank you to uh, to Foxy, at uh, MemKPony on Twitter, for her input and, and helping us uh, get this kicked off. Nice. What would you think, guys? Oh, that was cool. It's a good one. I want to go to that place, man. <laughs> <laughs> Just the top of the world. Of the whole Just the top of the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can go to that place because of RetroDisneyWorld.com. <laughs> That's right. So we do have one other film. That, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, we have a 16 millimeter print of a film from 1981. Um, we'll be letting everybody know what that is uh, once that's done. Uh, but because we raised enough money uh, through, through Patreon, 
uh, we're able to restore that and transfer that one as well. So that is in process and, and will be done. It's not as long as this, but I think we're going to find it um, almost as interesting, if not a little more interesting, because uh, it's more of a, a, a travel um, commercial, if you will, to get you to not only come to Disney World, it's got a little bit of Disneyland thrown in, um, but we're going to see a lot of uh, old old ephemera as well as footage. So I think I think we'll enjoy it. All right, so that wraps up uh, this this month's main topic as well as our our photo restoration, our film restoration rather. So JT, you rushed down to the mailbag. What do we what do we have this month? Um, got one from Jonathan Mayfield, and Jonathan said, "Thank you very much for the shout out on the most recent episode about the uh, water transportation." Um, just like to note, he says we are the best. Just so everybody knows, um, and he says I agree. no secret. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. it's no secret that when Epcot Center opened, some considerable design and music composition took place within the Walt Disney Company. I was thinking it would be great to hear about Epcot Center style guide and music, sound design, fonts, uh, entrance music, all that stuff. Uh, what do you think? So that's from Jonathan. So what do we got on that, guys? Michael, you may have a little uh, background on some of this, right? Yeah, well, uh, there's uh, conveniently a story uh, in my book about one of the guys who uh, worked on that. Uh, like you said, the interesting thing about Epcot is it was such a big project. They did it. Uh, so much of that stuff was from scratch. And everything throughout Future World had this very distinctive look, you know, the uniform look of fonts and graphics and everything uh, that really excellent futuristic look of 1982. Uh, but each pavilion, as most of us probably remember, had its own distinctive logo. And, uh, you know, each one of these things, each one of the graphics in the park was farmed out to the member of WED's graphics staff. And they did have style guides, which were, you know, of course, amazing, just fantastic graphic design. But a guy by the name of uh, Norm Inouye, was one of those guys and I write a, a little bit about him in the book because looking back at his career you know he was assigned to do uh you know journey into imagination pavilion logo you know the those these iconic logos that we remember but before he did that he worked for General Motors where he came up uh with the design for the flaming chicken which was the uh cover ornament of the Trans Am as seen in Smokey and the Bandit and so many other 1970s things. So this really iconic piece of uh, graphic design from the car world has a connection to Epcot. Look at that. Excellent. Yeah. And I have done a considerable amount of research into this as, as I am a graphic designer, so I think we can definitely put uh, put some time aside in a future episode to talk about uh, the original font that was created for Epcot because it actually had a custom font made for it. Uh, and the people that worked on that, and and we have a little bit of knowledge about the uh, the entrance music and the signs and stuff. So I think that's a, a great topic for us to talk about sometime. Yeah, that was rad. That that font is a, is amazing. So what a move in the eighties! I want to create a font. It just seems so crazy. Though. It was <laughs> actually a very sort of common corporate thing, especially for uh, for large events. So like if you're throwing an Olympics, for example, it's like oh, you'll yeah. actually have someone make a custom font that's used all throughout that Olympic. And they they still yeah. kind of do that a lot. Yeah. So that was and Disney it, used it so much that that uh, the that Epcot font styling. I mean, backstage everywhere, 
Oh yeah, like cast member doors. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was it was on all the all the papers that you'd received from the yeah, it was amazing. tickets. Got their money's worth. It's still oh, it's yeah. on the exit signs. They had custom exit signs made. It's amazing the amount of customization that went into the 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 graphic design work for for Epcot. It's phenomenal. The bill mm-hmm. for custom cut lucite signs was huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, Jonathan, thank you very much for writing in. Um, JT, tell them where uh, where they can find us. Uh, anything you have, comments, questions, uh, concerns about the podcast, you'd like to let us know what you think, podcast at RetroDisneyWorld.com. That's right. Give us a shout out. So uh, one other thing that you guys can do, too, also to help support us, we do have uh, our, our shop set up on Redbubble. So if you go to RetroDisneyWorld.com forward slash support us, um, got some other T-shirt designs coming in the future. Uh, a couple of them have now been retired. So if you didn't get them, they're gone now. And uh, so, uh, how do you have anything new in, in the works? Always. 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 Well, there'll be some surprises there. Come, All right, uh, so come the, day that, the day that the podcast drops, we'll have something there that you haven't seen before. Listen to that. We've got a new one coming. So, All right. Sounds good. So, let's move on to this month's Audio Rewind. Um, this month's prize was a, as we mentioned earlier, was a King Stephen's Banquet Hall uh, mug glass, what we call it, what you will, crystal glass. And um, let's uh, let's take a listen to this month's. All right. Well, if you had guessed the Tiki statues in Adventureland, you'd be correct. And uh, we had a lot of correct and uh, guesses this. Yeah, month. we did. We did one of the highest months. And uh, Justin Clow is the winner for this month. Um, how did is this a recording you did or uh, is so? Any, any oddly enough, uh, that particular recording comes off of a CD-ROM called the Walt Disney World Explorer. Oh, oh I had that. I have a copy yes. of that. That was going to be had, that's gonna I had be second one of our edition giveaways. too. Yeah. You, by the way, the collective sound the four of you just made was like if. <laughs> Food had suddenly dropped into a starving camp somewhere. Oh, <laughs> that was so fun. That was like before the internet was big, and right. you know what I mean. Like you could like explore. I'm, I guess I, I didn't own it, so I'm you the loser of the group copy. here. I like have ninety five, ninety six. It came out. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. I, I, it's so cool, like interactive map. Like it was like what you know a website would look like now, but it was a CD ROM. It was like having. Uh, uh, the uh, World Key Information Center right there on your desktop. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We yeah. should get so, this up. So was that in the model of Microsoft Encarta? Is it, was it... Was newer it, than that. A little no, newer. no, it was cooler because it, it had like a map you could click, it could, you know, take you over to Epcot. Really? Could, yeah. Sounds Every cool. ride had like information with video. And yeah, it was like just So I, I found, uh, th- th- I have a copy of it. That's, that, I don't Does know it still work though? I don't think it'll you know work. I managed to get it going. Um, don't don't launch it now. <laughs> no 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 not now. Yeah, not you can get Michael, it. You can make wanna, it work though. It's, yeah, you email the instructions how to make it work. Right, we'll see what we can do. Maybe we can get that. I going. figured it out somehow. Anyways, how the sound? The sound. Yeah, let's get. We're getting off topic here. <laughs> no. So yeah, it, it is the sound from the drums, and uh, I would happen to be able to go to the Magic Kingdom a couple of weeks ago, and uh, they use a slightly different drum track now there. Hmm. Interesting enough. Sounds like it could be from the same session, but it's not not exactly the same one as the old one. Alternate mix. <laughs> Remix. So this month's puzzler, um, 
Michael, you want to give a copy of your book away, right? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So that's going to be this month's prize. An autographed copy. Autographed yeah, copy. Yeah, that's huge. Right. That, that is huge. So, uh, so the winner will receive an autographed copy of the Progress City Primer. And uh, let's take a listen. Alright, if you think you know the answer to this month's audio rewind, feel free to email us at podcast at retrodisneyworld.com. Our random winner will be drawn from all the correct entries to receive this month's prize, the book. And uh, please submit your entries on or before December 14th, 2015. Now listen, this is the last month to get entered in for the big prize because next month we are drawing a single name to receive the replica Paul Harley map from www.map.com. So this is the final thing. So get your entries Serious. in. Yeah, I mean, this is a lot of you have been waiting all year. And next month, the special Christmas holiday episode, uh, we're going to be giving that giant What's map. the sticker price on that thing? What do those run? 50 uh, depending bucks, on the bucks? I think that one's 70 or 100, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe 100. That's a big prize for yeah. the holiday season. Definitely. That's a nice size. I think it's 24 by 18, something like that. Jeez. Perfect for the wall. It's going to look nice under someone's tree, that's for sure. It is. Yes. So if you're, if you say like your crazy husband's like nerdy like us, you know, and then they want to, you know, he could email us your answer and possibly get them a prize for Christmas. Exactly. Are are you telling us you want us to email your wife, JT? (laughs) Yes, because I want it. That and the autograph book. I want all this stuff. Oh, man. All right. So again, if you know this month's answer, email us at podcast at retrodisneyworld.com. All right, with that, uh, we've got uh, one more thing. As always, we set up a phone number where you, the listener, can leave us a short, under three-minute message with your memory from Disney World of past years. Give us a call at 978-71-RETRO and uh, leave your message, and we'll, we'll get you on the air. So with that said, guys, I think we're closing out this month. Uh, anything else uh, to add? Yeah, I got one thing. Uh, Go next, month, uh, next month, our episode is the... Uh, well, it'll be our first Christmas episode. I won't say the the definitive Christmas episode because first as you start annual. to research the holidays as they've been done at uh, Walt Disney World, we may just focus on about the first decade this this time. Uh, but uh, we'll be doing that episode. So if you uh, put out the call again, if you are a former cast member or guest down there that has some uh, odd or different pictures from Christmas, certainly the first 15 or 20 years of the parks, in Florida, uh, we would love to see them. You can email them to us or email us and at least tell us what you have. Uh, and if you're a cast member that has any stories about uh, either the nativity at downtown uh, Disney at Lake Buena Vista Village back in the day, uh, things like that, uh, if you participated in any of the parades or that kind of stuff, uh, shoot us an email, You know, tweet at us, text messages, leave a voicemail, anything like that, uh, because you may have some some information or pictures that we'd like to share with everybody. And that episode will come out around the 20th of December. Yep. We want to make sure we've got it out for all your holiday travel. Sit back in the car, train, bus, planes, trains, automobiles, and uh, take a listen to us. So, All right. And we'd like to thank our sponsors this month, Ticket Mama. For all your Orlando area ticket needs, visit TicketMama.com for less than gate prices. And by Rental Car Mama. When renting in Orlando, visit RentalCarMama.com for discounts on Advantage Rent-A-Car and other firms. And also by OrlandoVacation.com, vacation homes and discount hotels for the savvy Florida traveler. 
and also by wdwmap.com get your replica paul hartley map if you're interested in sponsoring the retro disney world podcast please email info at retrodisneyworld.com now michael you just want to tell everybody where they can find you yeah find me at uh progresscityusa.com on twitter i'm mostly on twitter at at progresscityusa and um yeah that's where you find me and thanks so much for having me on i really enjoyed it oh no problem i was glad to have you it's great thank, to talk thank to you, you for coming on thanks oh my pleasure and once again um as always thanks out to our listeners keep the emails phone calls coming we love hearing from you um you can give us an itunes review let your family and friends know about us and uh until month next month brian take us out Follow Todd McCartney and Retro Disney World on Twitter and Instagram at RetroWDW, on Facebook at Retro Disney World, and for all things Retro Disney World, including exclusive merchandise, visit us on the web at RetroDisneyWorld.com. On Twitter, follow our hosts, Hal Bowers, at GoAwayGreen, for JT Couser at Hoagie's Garage, and you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Brian P. Miles.